everyone, and welcome to another edition of Up on the Lookout Storytime. Here, take a moment to relax, and instead of just hard facts about Dragon Ball, listen to one of my stories from my channel. podcast experience, first of all, I would like to say welcome, and I'm very much looking forward to your company, but have this moment to think about all the different possibilities that this world could produce. And if you'd like to hear more, do subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice, and I hope to see you again soon. But right now, we're going to be talking about the potential of Frieza not being the person or thing that you might have expected. What if Frieza had turned good? Frieza in this world let Goku escape by aiding him in getting off Namek. But this was all a ruse so as to eject him into space and then get one over the monkey, which failed badly. As a result, Frieza was jaded, and thanks to a slip of the tongue, King Cold was left doubting his progeny, and it led to his second son being cast out and living life as a drifter, until he came across other wanderers who figuratively snuggled together for companionship. With their boss, now realizing that work and good deeds are more satisfying when he isn't being malevolent, it's now up to his younger brother, the third child of King Cold, Trojan, the pun being Liquid Knight Trojan, being one of the coldest things in existence. You will soon understand why that moniker is very much justified. In the last part, Frieza was on a mission to prove to a now recovering Goku that he was now on their side and that was to aid the Saiyan's friends in stopping Dr. Jiro unleashing his androids upon the world. Despite this failing, Frieza was there to stop Android 17 from getting his way, and escaping, leaving them and Android 16 transfixed with uncertainty, and looking at an angry former emperor taking out his anger on them. Meanwhile, Cell is in the background, awaiting the time to pounce, and as that's going on, Vegeta is lamenting his careless actions, and is even getting cooler in on the action with their now master, they didn't pick him, getting irate. Only the knowledge of Earth and Dragon Ball satiated his forehead brow, and thanks to the idea of careless talk, it might soon cost lives. We are about to see this tale really head towards its potential climax, and possible evolution into something more. Let's continue. With Piccolo heading towards Kami's lookout, the Namekian is uncertain about what will happen going forward. When he gets to the home of his other half, the likes of Kami is fully aware of the younger's strife. I would have very much appreciated you not getting in my head, and instead asked me in person. But yes, this whole situation is bad. Kami sadly nods, and then mentions that it's about to get worse. There is another being lurking in the shadows, sucking the essence out of innocent people. Those robots that you are fighting against are small fry in comparison to the terror that this monster can inflict upon this planet. That is why I called you here. I fear that I have no choice but to ask you one of the most important questions of my life, and possibly my last, as you know me. Piccolo is left perplexed, but this is when he starts to cobble together what Kami is trying to stumble over. You mean fusing? 
With you? Forget it. Kami knew there would be a stalemate regarding this, and so he had to take a different approach. In this timeline, he has a little more leverage going into this than before, and I think you all know what that is. I understand your trepidation in this venture, Piccolo, but it's like you told the others. Having a being like Freezer around who is far stronger than anyone else is a risky move. If he were to grow weary, like he so often did in the past, he could easily turn this boredom onto any of you. If we were to fuse, we might at least provide some compelling resistance in addition to what is going on behind that door. He motions to the door to the Room of Spirit and Time, where Goku and Broly were currently training. Why can't we just wait for them to come out? Why do I have to listen to your inane idea? Kami looks sternly. I will not allow any more lives to be extinguished. Piccolo, this is not a request. This is an order from your god. Help me. Help Earth. This got to the Namekian quite sharply. Even though it was clear he would be a distraction before Goku and Broly appeared, he could get strong and maybe take out an android or two after dealing with this lurking monster. Fine, but I run the show in this fusion. You got that? Kami smiles. Good. This young one had matured quite a lot in the last few years. Thank you. Now, we mustn't waste time. I will not stand in your way. I am but an old man whose time is passing. I will be more than happy to do my bit and cheer you on with what power I have left. Piccolo did find this rather touching, but the ritual commences, and within a matter of seconds, Kami's body turned to light and found itself fused with Piccolo. Kamikolo was born and ready to take on the Bugman. Meanwhile, the Dragon Team are witnessing Frieza tear Seventeen apart, and they don't know what to think. Sixteen, who has done nothing this entire time, remains stoic, and despite Eighteen's plea to help, he does not. She has no choice but to jump in and fight Frieza as well. This provides the former Emperor some interesting challenges. It took you long enough to help your brother, girl. I take it that you two aren't exactly close, or what? Whatever it is you androids call companionship. Eighteen looks enraged by this. You have no right to assume anything, you monster. Frieza chuckles. <laughs> if that was supposed to make me feel bad, then that was pathetic. I remember all the insults and rhetoric from those who tried to stop me in the past, and those were far more amusing and effective than that. Come on, girl, give me something I can work with. Seventeen and Eighteen begin to fight in unison, and this gives Frieza the challenge he also wanted. The gang are debating about whether to help or not, but they are still hindered by the reality that this is Frieza. They can't just bring themselves to help him directly, even if he was and had been helping them. Out in space, Trojan is anxiously awaiting their arrival on planet Earth. He had been rehearsing what he would say to his dear brother, and thanks to Cooler's act of insubordination, he had managed to get some good ideas on his plate. He had also taken to staying in his second form most of the time. He liked this feeling of power, as well as the additional height, looming over everybody on the ship. After all, he was King Colt's son, and he spent a lot of time with the now-departed king. A lot of his mannerisms had stuck, but the crew of the ship did not consider him anything like their former master. They thought that Trojan was crazy. Chaotic, even. The Empire? <laughs> Trojan didn't give a hoot about the Empire. All that mattered to him was getting rid of Freezer, like his daddy wanted. But of course, Trojan took that way too far. As for what he would do afterwards, 
He had no clue. He hadn't thought that far ahead, and nor did he wish to. Kula had been relegated to his quarters, not much better than Vegeta's now. He was also kept under close observation by two guards outside. If he had so much as stepped out of that room unattended, Trojan would have blasted him away on the spot. And as for Vegeta, he had to think of a plan to get under Trojan's nose and get the Dragon Balls before he could. But how? He too was guarded. All the prince could do was play back the moment when Yardrat was destroyed, all because of him. On the intercom, Trojan requested Vegeta's presence on the bridge, the prince uncertain of what was to come. When he got there, Trojan greeted him cordially. Monkey, I mean, Vegeta, I wish to thank you for your services, but I'm afraid that you are no longer needed in this venture. My eldest brother wished to inform you of that personally, but I'm afraid he is a little bit, um, under the weather. Silence fills the deck. Is that it? Trojan nods and looks viciously at him whilst trying to keep a sense of calm. Oh yes, and as a mark of respect and my immense generosity, I have prepared a small vessel for you to head off into the stars to do whatever you please. Just one little condition. Please don't go to Earth, or else you might find yourself caught in the crossfire. Can your brain handle that little, oh-so-humble request? Vegeta looks at Trojan with vicious intent. Never underestimate a Saiyan, Trojan. He walks out, Trojan not paying it any attention. Vegeta walks out of the bridge, but he is not escorted by a guard like he was when he came in. In fact, he's not bothered the entire walk down to the hangar. This is too easy. Vegeta arrives at the hangar and sees a collection of ships, one being prepared to leave. Minutes later, Trojan can see a ship heading away from the main vessel. Oh, Vegeta, if only your monkey brain hadn't let you down, you might have made a decent punching bag. Goodbye. He presses a button and gazes at the craft, but nothing happens. Trojan looks down at his switch and presses it again. Still nothing. More presses and still more nothing. Then a buzz on the intercom erupts and emerges a familiar and smug voice. What did I just say, Trojan? Never, ever underestimate a Saiyan. You doing that might just come back and blow up in your face. Trojan is about to say something, but then a sudden explosion rocks the hangar, sending dozens of engineers off into space, along with plenty of debris. In the chaos, the hole is sealed up, but before Trojan can utter a response, Vegeta's ship had disappeared from visual and firing range. Inside said craft, Vegeta smirks. Hmm, you seriously are as arrogant as your father, leaving me to my own devices, thinking I would blindly trust your word. What an amateur. He sets a course for Earth as fast as a little vessel can take him. Thanks to that explosion, he had brought the Earthlings some time and finally been able to begin to repair the damage he had caused our heroes. Next up, we have Kamikolo encountering Cell, and that fight goes as well as you can expect with Cell absorbing part of the now full Piccolo's arm and gaining enough biomass to feel a bit more bullish. This has been rather illuminating, Piccolo, but I have myself a rather important dinner engagement to get to. Piccolo is about to spout a retort before he is overwhelmed with a solar flare and left dazzled. When the light dissipates, Cell is gone and is heading towards the dragon team. Piccolo darts off in pursuit. 
When the Bugman gets there, he witnesses something that makes him sick to whatever he calls a stomach. He could see that his siblings are in grave danger. They are left struggling to stand at the feet of Freezer, who is looking a little scuffed up, but triumphant. No. The insect hisses under his breath. Meanwhile, Freezer is waxing lyrical, as you might expect. It's been a pleasure, children, but I have a bet to win, so goodbye. Freezer is about to fire a dual death beam, the twins looking horrified at their sudden defeat. But Sixteen is now looking worried himself, despite his desire not to intervene. Wait, said an unearthly voice. Cell leaps into view and stands in front of Seventeen and Eighteen, the Bugman hatching a plan on the fly. One that involved changing his role a little bit, for the sake of a good show. I will not let you harm my siblings. Siblings, muttered Seventeen and Eighteen. Sixteen, though, looking suspicious. How could you be our sibling? You look like something that we used to squish or aim magnifying glasses at when we were kids. Oh, brother, as acerbic as ever. We are siblings, courtesy of the late doctor. I am here to help you fight this freak. Freezer lets out a laugh. <laughs> freak? I think you're one to talk. For once, you and the runt are in agreement. You look quite frighteningly ugly. Now stand aside or else you will share the same fate as your siblings. Cell thinks for a moment, and then formulates a plan to survive and thrive. Brother, sister, if we were to combine our efforts, we will be able to win. I knew it. Eighteen, trying to hide her own disgust, retorts. Seriously? This guy is way too powerful for the both of us. How can you change that? Trust me, sister. I have the perfect plan. Together, we will become stronger than anything you could possibly imagine. This catches Freezer's interest. Stronger, you say? You mean I might actually get a proper fight out of this silly bet of Goku's? Very well. As you were. Trunks gasps in horror. Yeah, you mean he's gonna let this happen? How can he just stand there and do this? Little did they know that Frieza was doing exactly what Goku did with him back on Namek, allowing the former emperor to reach his full power. Had Goku's presence in his life left more of an impact than he had thought? Before the siblings can react, Cell's tail extends and envelops them both, causing a gigantic flash of light to erupt from the scene, engulfing Frieza and a wide range around them. When it settles down, what is left is a far different beast. What we know as perfect cell. I have to hand it to you, Freezer. Your DNA is rather handy in this situation. Thanks to it, I have reached a level of power far beyond anything in existence. I have become perfect, and I have you to thank. Piccolo lands amongst the group and is confused. Oh, Freezer has never been near this planet before. How has he got his DNA? Piccolo is then met with a bout of telepathic exposition from Cell. I am not from around here, Namekian. I am from a different timeline. Your lavender friend there can fill you in on how that works. In my dimension, Breezer did stop by. And thanks to that, you now witness me. Back at Goku's house, Yamcha is looking absolutely petrified at what he can sense. Kit and Chilai ask what's going on to their new bandit friend and all he can stammer is that Freezer has doomed us all! 
Indeed, in Piccolo's eyes, Frieza had let this perfect cell transform. I knew it. We're too late to stop him. All we can do is hope Goku gets here to write this. Frieza doesn't seem all that worried though, but he then gets a face full of cell with many flurries of blows, all of this leaving the changeling in a spot of bother. Cell is loving this feeling of dominance, as well as the fear that is emanating from the rest of the team, them unable to move out of sheer panic. You will surprise me, Frieza. I thought you would have acted less like a Saiyan in allowing me to reach my true power. Have those monkeys really softened you up so much in this timeline? You want to lose this badly? Frieza spits out some of his blood and smirks. Perhaps. Those Saiyans are rather unforgettable, aren't they? But you coming around has given me the perfect opportunity to test something out. An old friend of mine showed me the error of my ways, thinking I was the most superior being. Now, though, I know I am the most superior being. Frieza lets out a roar which shakes the ground. A golden flash bursts out from his body, and a shining light pushes Cell back several feet. And when that light clears, Cell is left stunned. They are all stunned. He's witnessing Golden Freezer. What? What is this? How is this possible? Your, your DNA doesn't... It, it can't... Cell is left dumbfounded in the immediacy of it all, but Freezer is steadfast. Quite simple. I trained. All that power left untapped. It's something wonderful, isn't it? With that, Cell's DNA takes charge, and he relishes in the challenge. But this is not a two-way fight, not even close. Frieza is now dominating, Cell left battered and bruised, feeling horror-struck. As are the rest of the dragon team. So, this was Frieza's plan, to show off his new power, not to help them? Why hadn't he just done this before? The androids would have been gone in seconds. They were- What? Ugh. How? I, I'm supposed to be the perfect being! Freezer yawns and sighs. You already said that, bug boy. It's ever so tiresome. Now, how about you stop mewling and start listening? What? How dare you mock me! Freezer puts a finger up as if to shut him up. If there is indeed part of me in that thick head of yours, then you will understand what I am about to ask of you. Let's make a deal. We are in need of your assistance. Would you like to fight against something stronger than I? Careful, Cell. Your Vegeta's showing. Go on. Well... Freezer might be playing a dangerous game in trying to reason with the Freezer and Cell, but will Cell prove to be useful against a potentially immense Trojan? Well, we'll have to find out in the next part. But until then, everyone, I hope you enjoyed listening, and I look forward to seeing you again for the next chapter. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Goodbye.